Hey there, it's Alexander Price, your favorite Podleadum host. I just wanted to give you a heads up that since this episode was recorded under holiday circumstances, it might sound a little bit different. Don't worry. I have used my technical expertise wizardry, and the episode is very listenable, but if you notice a difference, that'll be it. So enjoy. Podleadum. All the cycles. All the cycles. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Pod Leathem. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards. I'm one of your hosts, J.W. Crump, and okay, so how does it feel for those who walked? I'm Alexander Price, and I tried. Didn't get it. Didn't care. <laughs> and I'm Hannah Jane Ginsburg, and I need nails. Nails. <laughs> I know I didn't need one, but that was my backup quote. That was also my backup quote. <laughs> She's a trip from start to finish. And, and like I was saying, we're in Cycle 18, The British Invasion, Episode 5, titled Beverly Johnson. How did we get Beverly Johnson back on this show? For this little amount of time. But I retitled it The Girls Who Fly to Neutral Grounds. <laughs> <laughs> and if you love a stance... You should go to anchor.fm slash podleadum and become an Leadum Pod sponsor, just like Elise. Ooh, Elise, thank you so much. Ooh, classic top model name back in the OG days. Yeah. See, I'm so in the British cycle that I'm like, she didn't need that, Anna. She just tapped it off, and now she's Elise. <laughs> 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 so be just like Elise and go to anchor.fm slash podleadum. Da, da, da. Today, I don't know, this is probably coming out after the holidays. You got some extra money, probably? Ooh, yeah, from grandma. <laughs> yes, that's how holidays work. We all have more money. More money afterwards. <laughs> that's well, spin <not> <laughs> that dreidel. I was going to say, how well did you dreidel this year? <laughs> well, Candace did poorly because she was the last victim. Of a war? <laughs> also, I know, I know that it says U.S., but sometimes without the periods, it looks like the word us. And so when the, the magazine, the Magdalene goes on screen, <laughs> it sounds like it says us girls get a wake up call. <laughs> like it's like a 17 article that's like, girls, we got our wake up call this month. Honestly, I'm now shocked that no one has been like, it's us versus us. <laughs> I don't want to uck your um. <laughs> Digital art has heard our complaints about fonts and doubled down. <laughs> However, I will say I appreciate that the show is making it easier for us to read the quotes because they just plop full screen the digital art yes. these days. Yes. So, love, love, love. Looks like animation, but it is spelled using belly button rings as a what font. Is, what is this actual font? <laughs> because I need to download it and use it for my correspondence. Every invite that I send out from now on is going to be is this, this like, paperless. I feel post. like this is like Y2K alien font. 
and, and the last that- one is fierce with a capital F. <laughs> I wish because it's top model and they always write in lowercase. It was a capital lowercase. <laughs> Y'all, is Asbury secretly someone's dad? <laughs> Just that, that round of applause joke. I was not expecting. And then we see some sweaters and some eyewear later. Uh-huh. And also, she doesn't know how the camera works suddenly in the talking head room because she is like half out of frame. <laughs> this is also the start of no longer is Tyra Banks the person to impress. Nope. nope. Now all the contestants want as Marie to think of them as competition. It's all about as Marie. And I was like, wow, Sophie's obsessed. And then another person says it. And then later another person says it. As Marie has become the leader of top model land. And I think that's a spoiler in another episode why she goes home. <laughs> Too much power. We have a Tyra male. No, we don't. It's a Mr. J Virgin Mobile HDMI cable flat screen video app mail. Look, you have to celebrate production when they get it right. And getting Annalise and her accent to say, hey guys, there's something on the Virgin Mobile phone, was the right way to go. <laughs> Absolutely. The show has found what they have in Annalise, and they're really letting her do it. I Before we get to this, I love also, besides everyone being obsessed with Asmari, everyone's obsessed with Asmari being happy, or at least expressing outward joy, because they're like, come on, Asmari, you got another silver box. Why aren't you happy? <laughs> and before we all run to the TV screen and find out how technology works, we can't not show Kyle in that suitcase once again. And then, okay, am I a crazy person, or does it seem like... Kyle maybe farted and was surprised by the outcome because the quickness with which she leaves the room. This is <laughs> weird. I thought that she had lost something from her suitcase, but had decided it had to be in some other place. Like she's like, like when I lose my wallet, I like run to my jacket. Like, oh God, it's got to be in the jacket. I don't know. It seemed like a bathroom so can emergency. Can chronically decide that every time Kyle leaves somewhere, it's at a full sprint? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what just preceded the exit and ebony has decided speaking of kyle ebony has decided that kyle should have gone home because ebony hates her <laughs> that is the whole reason and then listeners viewers of this episode are you ready for a mother effing tone shift <laughs> <laughs> because laura starts a story that a few weeks this story's timeline shifts a little bit from episode to episode but i assume that that's because she has actually been talking about this for the first four episodes but this is the first time we're seeing we're gonna hear about i think you're 100 correct um laura's had a right now just a friend a friend was in a motorcycle accident and they died from that motorcycle accident a quote few weeks before she started the competition and that i'll say it now because we get more of the story we find out later that it was her best friend and it feels like it happened a week before she left like so laura we're they're letting us know this now because laura's gonna go on quite the hard to watch emotional journey because obviously she's dealing with this grief and she's trying to just suck it down for the competition yeah imagine your best friend dying and then you go somewhere and they put red and blue extensions in your hair (laughs) they gave her two new friends and they try to convince you that a diner cafe is something you'd want in your house (laughs) (laughs) but who cares we're on the challenge 20 years ago 
cook that cell phone to that TV. Clip it. Clip it in. <laughs> and there was something so funny about Annalise holding the phone in one hand while also holding her other hand up to signal to the girls not to scream yet because there was more video. Also, I mean, I never had a virgin mobile phone, but that little logo in the corner <sighs> of Mr. J's video, did that happen uh, every time you filmed a video on a virgin mobile phone? This whole <laughs> season is apparently sponsored by Virgin Mobile. Yeah, we've never had so much own stuff from episode to episode so jay tells them basically hey come up to canada we're here this honestly it feels like the panel was like we need we need a little break and a little time to reconnect now that we have this new member so we're gonna send you to uncle jay in canada for a week (laughs) (laughs) so alicia decides now's the time to let us know that none of the us girls can walk (laughs) 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 because they're heading to canada to participate in canadian fashion week i'm gonna say uh, it feels like the tone of your voice is a little sarcastic but i think for top model this was kind of a big deal am i wrong i mean these look like real fashion shows it seemed like something an actual working model who was working would do yes What's the problem with it, Alexander? Tell us now. Number one, the I gotta know is, because y'all, the face, the face is giving me, I hate it. The problem, <laughs> I don't hate it. Hmm? I have problems with it. And it starts off that they clearly had to leave it like midnight to get there at five o'clock in the morning and right. start their day. So they are. Inc- That's the life of a top model, baby. <laughs> well, and also I don't like a lot of the people that we meet. Oh, sure. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Let me be more clear. <laughs> these fashion shows were real yes and this seemed more real and mr j will emphasize that a hundred times too much really <laughs> yeah that's also i think <laughs> the problem is there is sometimes a little too much like this is a real thing it's real it's definitely real where i'm like but is it real i think the problem is that they try to make it seem both real and glamorous where it's just actually real like a work day it's it's just a work day yeah so also something that's getting real real are the tyrons because they're getting specific we got an (laughs) elevation check we go to the cn tower which i like to think is the cartoon network tower at 8 23 a.m with an elevation of 1465 feet and it's the the tallest freestanding structure Mm -hmm. In the Western Hemisphere. And... See, that description, I feel like, really defines this whole challenge. Where it's like, all of these are facts. Mm -hmm. They're not unimpressive. Mm -hmm. They're just not as impressive as you think they are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also, I have some bugaboos with the Tyrons this episode. Number one, AM keeps shifting between AM and AM constantly. Well, it depends on the energy of the room, you know. Sure. Yeah. Mr. J says Toronto, Canada <laughs> as a phrase at least so four times. times. <laughs> See, I took that as for these contestants' benefit. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in Toronto. We're in Canada, to be clear. <laughs> There's a reason that some of these models were terrified of being up there. 
because because it's an elevation of 1465 feet no more i think to the point that in the elevators it's glass paneled and it goes up in less than a minute hell yeah wow and no wonder sophie was crying when you're at the top this close when you're in the sky pod observation tower you can feel the sway of the tower and it's (laughs) it's almost half a meter of sway Good. I wish they had done a photo shoot here. It sounds oh, horrifying. Half a meter of sway. <laughs> but wait, but we, don't we like were talking. Swinging hips. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I can't wait to talk about her. <laughs> Actually, Alexander misspoke. He meant one meter of happiness, not hippiness. <laughs> <laughs> So I do like the moment where Mr. J reveals to them that they're not doing a photo shoot here and everyone just breaks down in happiness. <laughs> we also, okay, so this is going to be, not surprisingly, a challenge that you can win. Whoever books the most ghosties in the parlance of shows in times past, castings, wins the challenge, which makes sense. But somehow, the show was not prepared for a possible eventuality of a tie yeah despite the fact that it was so set up to easily tie and this is what makes me even more frustrated not only were they not ready for a tie but then they add adr that is then ignored later yes be a way to pick a one definitive winner after trying to cover asses for not recognizing the possibility of a tie and then they ignore all the adr they spent so much time putting in it's as though they were doing adr in real time (laughs) which at this point for top model i wouldn't be surprised because it's like jay's like and whoever books the most will be the winner and then right after they left they're like oh there might be a tie and he's like cool and also does the best now let's set up what they're doing exactly because essentially as we'll come to find out they're going to three castings it's interesting because it's technically eight potential bookings two of them the first one and the third one which we'll name later are one booking one company one clothing line one designer yeah the one in the middle which is the fascinating one yes. to me is like their own judging panel of five or six actually six potential bookings and they're all walking for everyone which is real efficient which i appreciate and honestly that's the one that's the most fascinating because there's some double triple picks there's some oh. single picks there's some non-picks i was like i need to know everything that about was middle the one bookings. i like because it really makes it clear seemingly who is good and who really is not. Correct. Also, let me give some factoids about both what they're going to win and Canada's Next Top Model, because I found it fascinating. Canada's Next Top Model is is a bizarre trip. Really what I wanted to point out was, in Canada's Next Top Model, it ran from 2006 to 2009. This episode was in 2011. So Canada's Next Top Model was already done. (laughs) Great. Beautiful. And then Attitude by Jay Manuel was sold exclusively at Sears Canada. Hell yeah. Canadian Sears. <laughs> they had hired him as a creative director in 2011, but there's nothing indicating that he did more than this one collection for them. Fascinating. But he can say it's his second one. No. <laughs> he was just hired for this right before we. I guarantee see it. you, if we watch Canada's next top model. That I did at some point. I remember watching all of Canada's Next Top Model because it was quite easy because there's only three cycles. <laughs> and I guarantee you in one, he was like, here's my first collection ever. You know? Yeah. We find out that the prize for booking the most shows is pieces from Jay's collection and also 
the chance to fly back for an unnamed event. A special Special event. event. And when they reveal this later, y'all, and I'll save it, but when they reveal this later, (laughs) listeners, I yelped. (laughs) It was so perfect to me in every single way, shape, or form because it couldn't have been less related to top model, but also was something that I was like, I'd go to that. (laughs) Yes, but when he said the opportunity, it was like, is there a second part of the challenge? Like, do you have a horse race? (laughs) It's like, you can say no. (laughs) Oh, sure. But you do get the opportunity. We are offering I've actually learned, and this is is a real thing, I'm going to show off a little game show development producer cred. A lot of time we actually use that specific wording because... Oftentimes, people can ask for the cash equivalent. Mm, sure. Not always, but sometimes because they want to make sure that they don't force something upon you, especially these days with taxes and gift taxes yeah. and stuff. So a lot of times when you win something on a game show, you can ask for the cash equivalent. Though, interestingly, there's a lot of statistics that say that people still go for the prize a lot of time because they feel like it's something that they wouldn't have purchased otherwise, right. which is kind of interesting. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Hey, is this our first sepia international flashback of Sophie's terrible walk? (laughs) The only one we got before this was like opening credits, which they also put in sepia tone, which was... (laughs) This is a real one, though. And I love that, again, Sophie's like, I'm bad at this. This is where Sophie comes to crumble. (laughs) And yet, as we'll see. So the first place they head to is Pink Tartan Casting at 9.17 a.m. And we meet Kim Newport Mimran, who looks like a villain on True Jackson VP. (laughs) That looks like the haircut of every Disney Channel mean white woman. For me, it was very Fleabag season two, the haircut that her sister gets. (laughs) Asymmetrical Bob. I'm just saying, if you told me it was an elaborate headband that she took on and off, I would believe you. Is that indeed the pink tartan? Mm. The pink tartan was on top of your head all along. (laughs) She has the most Canadian accent because she says, hi, I'm Kim. I love her. I know she's mostly a villain, but I love. Mostly. (laughs) Exclusively. There to be a villain. Yes! But that's what I love about her. There to be a villain quickly. She has a limited amount of time to be a villain. Then, standing next to her is Gyro Betancourt. I gotta say, Canada is giving us fashion names. We are about to get, for two seconds, potentially my favorite name that has ever appeared on screen in Top Model. He is credited as visual designer. But it comes across that it, this is definitely not a job, and this is someone Kim is fucking, because <laughs> there is some tension between Kim and Gyro. Well, and if you take just, like, a little peek into Kim's life, everybody does things for a lot of reasons, but she sure did marry a guy who was her boss who's a lot older than her. Uh-huh. I also just want to say that there's some tension surrounding Kim at all moments because Kim is nervous about this show and is regretting allowing America's Next Top Model to be a part of it. And it's my favorite. I'm on 
her side. Kim, no! signed, Kim signed up for this and she's trapped and she sees these models and she's like, oh no. Well, but also Kim says some pretty racist things. I'm not saying Kim's a good person. <laughs> I'm saying I'm the opposite, saying Alexander. <laughs> I'm saying she's a bad person who made this episode. <laughs> so she tells the models that when they walk, she does not want to see a swinging hip. She doesn't want to see a person. She wants to see a literal clothes hanger. Her words. <laughs> also, Ashley. Ashley's the one that really gets this whole, like, now it's her walk is very hippie, as we'll find out later is the word. But Ashley could not have walked more straight she looked like a wreck a rectangle moving forward <laughs> well they all start like flipping out they're all like i guess i have to like shuffle my feet how did you feel about the reveal of Catherine's maroon bodysuit i cannot get over this maroon bodysuit with stirrups also, and then ankle straps over the bottom also america's next top model this is what maroon looks like <laughs> <laughs> Canada knows. I just didn't expect it coming from Catherine. No. I don't think we we've all been on board the Catherine train for the most part. Mm, I feel like I, I'll say it now because I, I made a note later in the episode. Catherine in this cycle, as we've seen her for me, and this could be a victim of editing. Uh, instead of a purple edit, she's getting a maroon edit. I <laughs> she is nothing to me. It, just in the sense that I think she's a fine model, fine contestant, seems perfectly pleasant. I can't tell you a personality trait no. about Catherine until the music video episode, which is more them telling me what I should think of her as. Well, and to watch her get so upset because she loves runway so much, or because she's catwalk. Yes. Was I was like, really? Okay, if, if you say so. Yeah, it feels like we're expected to know her British top model storyline. Yeah, but compared to the other British contestants, we have just gotten zero Catherine time. And I do think, you know, I remember that the email that our listener sent us in said that she was part of a Mean Girls clique. So maybe she's trying so hard to not be that on the American Next Top maybe. Model cycle that she's just neutralized into nothingness. And I want to be clear, I think she's a good model contestant, but I just realized I don't know anything about her. Yeah. So more surprising than that maroon body suit to me was that Kyle is going to be the diversity hire for Pink Tartan. <laughs> because oh my she, God. She picks in the most obvious bias you've ever seen someone perform on this show. Laura and Sophie, the two blondes. Sophie's no longer pink-headed, by the way. Not at all. No, not a lot, even a tinge. And Kyle as the diversity hire brunette. <laughs> and they stand next to each other. And Laura has no extensions, obviously, because she won this job. <laughs> and it's just so clear what happened. And it's, like, hilarious. Especially, you know who it's hilarious for? I'm going to make this point now. It's hilarious because everyone else seems real on board with Ebony. So why wasn't Pink Tartan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't find evidence of overt racism from about Kim, but Canada has a not great relationship with it in the fashion industry in general. So she's just a part of that cog. So And look, maybe it's just a terrible look. I don't know this this villain. <laughs> maybe everyone else did have bad walks it's just funny to it, like when you line them all up yes if i was like and i'm wild, sorry wild swing kim and kyle 
is terrible. That's the other thing. Kyle's walk is bad. Her eyes are Anne level. Yeah, I could not tell you what her walk is like because the gaze is so terrifying. I'm going to still say it though. This is not her only booking. And whatever Mm -hmm. she's doing, whatever her look is, is in person. It's working. Like, we can feel whatever way we want to feel about Kyle, but the show is proven. People are enchanted by Kyle for whatever reason. And maybe it is hypnosis. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But you know who's not working? (gasps) Both not by choice, but also by choice. That's Simone. Simone saying, can I call out sick after one casting of eight? Here's the insane thing, really, to me about Simone's attitude for this whole thing. It feels like Simone said, if I just pretend I'm not here, will everyone forget that I'm here? And then this won't impact me at all. And the fully insane thing is that it works. It works. It fully works. Now, if this had been the last of the bookings and she had gotten none, which happens, and she had said, can I just not go? I'd been like, yeah. Yeah, but it's that she says Don't go. after one. I think that was before the casting started. Because they're sitting in the waiting room and they're all wearing coats. Oh. I think before they even walked, she was like, so if I don't book it, do I have to go? (laughs) I love that Annalise describes Simone as, quote, hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Devastating. It's also because it's the, when it's out of context, it's not at all Simone. She has no hard work ethic. (laughs) Then they head to the Toronto Startup Show casting for six designers at 10.34 a.m. Because this one's tiny for some reason. With some truly spectacularly ugly hotel carpeting. To match the ugly outfits they were put in. Because the (laughs) fact that Ebony booked as many as she did wearing what looks like duct tape wrapped around a pink dress. Ugh. We're going to get little flashes of lots of different designers, mm-hmm. including, as I said, my new favorite name of all time, Jose Manuel St. Jacques. Oh, that can't be a real name. I don't care. I love it's it. It's so good. He is there with his partner in fashion and life, Simon <laughs> Belanger. They are fashion designers for a label that I believe we are supposed to pronounce untitled, but you know it doesn't have any vowels. Nope. And you know that they tried to do it without the U in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. then it just read as entitled. (laughs) And hold up. Have you gone to their website? Please let me. Oh, please. You know I did. (laughs) Oh, my God. The listeners, there is no, and I know Hannah is a great storyteller. There is no way (laughs) she is going to be able to describe this without you having to go right now. Look, this website is like someone made a ransom note (laughs) purely cut from pages of fashion magazines and then managed to turn it into a website. That's the look. And I'm just going to read you a little bit. Uh. The designers, Jose and Simon, partners in crime since 2007. They met on the dance floor of a bar in Montreal. Coup de foudre. After being in Milan for two years, completing his master's degree, Simon came back to Montreal. Jose picked him up at the airport as if he had never left. (laughs) Then they started to create together, becoming a fusional monster with two heads. Their love child was to become (laughs) untitled. No rules, no names. Although some of us have every name. Total freedom to redefine oneself every day. In time, their work became an incarnation of all their passions. History, craftsmanship, 
cinema, and rock and roll. Uh, A story for our times. <laughs> it is worth listeners if you get the chance to go to this website because a- atelier that, that is only a taste of what you'll experience. <laughs> Amira Abu's bush. Mm-hmm. We also meet Triarchy Adam Taubenflegel, Travis Tadeo, president of Travis Tadeo. You can tell these are all very independent designers because most of the names of the lines are their names. Right. Yeah. Cassie D, who I can't find a goddamn thing about. Later on, when Ebony gets in the Cassie D show, there's a Tyron that says Ebony Cassie D, and I was like, that sounds like her full name now. Also, is Cassie D (laughs) Carrie D's evil twin? Um, it's Carrie D. It might be her good twin. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna have five people that are successful. Right before that, Annalise... Someone asked how tall she is. The dreaded question, because as we find out, Annalise is our petite model. And she says, 5'7", but I make up for it in personality. And then the designer goes, I can tell. (laughs) Which you don't know if it's good or bad. I love that. (laughs) Oh, but they laugh and laugh, and it seems like a nice moment for her. So five people get, quote, held, which at the time I did not understand what that meant. But as Marie, duh, Annalise, despite the petiteness, Alicia... (laughs) Sophie again, and then Ebony. And then these are the folks that basically people are are jockeying for. You know, they wanna they wanna pick and I didn't realize you could be picked for multiple shows. No. I thought someone was gonna be like, I'll take Ebony, you take Alicia and Sophie or whatever, but you can just get all of them theoretically. Yeah. And then afterwards, because she does so well, Ebony says another one of my backup quotes, it feels great to be the front runner of the competition. <laughs> How about talk to as Marie? I wrote down that quote and I was like, man, I hope for Ebony's sake that that was extremely in context. I love though. I love that Ebony's the only person who's not trying to impress as Marie. Ebony's like, as Marie should want me to be impressed by her. <laughs> also, this is where we find out. This is where we find out that as Marie is going to be closing a show, which is like a big fucking deal. And it's very offhandedly said too. I, it should have been made a bigger deal in the show, I feel. Yeah. Then we head to Attitude J. Manuel, only at blanked out name, name redacted. <laughs> now, conspiracy theory. Do, 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 do. But with use because it's Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Sears not want to be associated with J for some reason? Because theoretically, this would be free advertising. Is it possible that by the time the episode came out, the line was no longer available? But it looked like it had been blacked out at the time, in real mm. time. It was Maybe very they just weird. couldn't get the rights, and someone just effed up with the like logo rights. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it but does look, seem it's eleven thirty-four, like... and it's time to walk for George Antonopoulos and Cynthia Florick. His two hands. So what does Jay do? He's the head. <laughs> <laughs> This felt very, to me, backdoor piloty, like Jay wanted his own Kelloners. Just called Attitude. <laughs> Jay does eventually have a show called Style Her Famous. Oh. Style Her Famous? Style Her Famous. What happened on the show? It was before this, but still. Style Her Famous was a Style Network show with 30 episodes. Uh, Jay is 30? Only- Jay is only credited for 12 of them. I don't understand. Even though it was Jay Manuel's Style Her Famous, (laughs) where they 
would one lucky woman is introduced to a stylist and a hair and makeup artist who transform her look into one inspired by her favorite celebrity. <gasps> oh, okay. Are you and having they, flashbacks, Hannah? No, it's just the the title finally makes sense. Yeah, and there's one that the woman, her favorite celebrity is Tyra Banks. And they take her look from what a skanky hoe to Tyra Banks. And they are not subtle about basically calling her a prostitute. Do you remember that show on MTV where they would pick three people and make them over into one pop star and it was a competition and then at the end the prize was to like remake one of their famous music videos? Yeah. Two oh, people yeah. from my high school competed on that. And weren't they like supposed to be obsessed fans with the person too? Yes, they were. <laughs> was it called obsessed? No, I don't think so. What, do you remember what, what celeb your friends? Oh yeah, so one of them was Britney Spears and she won and got to do the I'm a Slave for You video live in front of the TRL audience. <gasps> and the other one was Jessica Simpson, and she lost. <laughs> I love a Jessica Simpson pull, though. Because also, <laughs> what's that makeover? Just blonde yes. jeans? It's Jessica Simpson's own line of extensions. Yes. Uh, also, <laughs> Cynthia Florix, Tyron, out of context, is the wildest thing. It just says, casting for attitude. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's Zordon from the Power Rangers, and she's looking for five teenagers with attitude. <laughs> and there is so much. The ADR budget is back in business. Ooh. Came to Canada with them. So they all walk. My favorite person is, and I'll say this, the, the, the attitude, the clothes, is for me the most tip top and below bottom there are some outfits like as marie's all white suit that i'm like yes love it that's what you should put her in great and then poor little ashley gets brown droop sweater <laughs> even wilder though is yes put as marie in that white suit she looks amazing but then when it comes time to walk and spoiler alert she's cast they put her in trash trash this weird floral print thing I do love the biggest, most beaded feather earrings <gasps> you've ever seen. And that's saying something on this show. One thing that we haven't necessarily talked about yet, but it really gets like crystallized here is poor Ashley is not dealing with this rejection well. So we've got Simone, Catherine, and Ashley who are not going to be booked and blessed for anything. Right. Catherine is very disappointed, but like a little galvanized to try to do better in the photo shoot. Simone does not care. Which not is, even a little bitty bit. Which is kind of perfect to me. It's so Simone in a way that I love it. And then finally it crushes Ashley. Oh, yeah. It makes her think like she is the absolute worst. And it is fascinating to see the trio of reactions to not getting cast. One that pumps you up, one that crushes you, and one that could not care less. I think that stems a lot from the initial attitude of the contestants toward the show when they came in. Because Ashley, once again, really thought she was coming here to become a better model. Mm -hmm. And seems really sad that that hasn't happened. So we find out that the four that are cast for Attitude are Laura, Kyle, Asmarie, and Sophie. And if you had included Ebony in that, I think those would, I mean, obviously it'd been the five that were like, really did well at this, like showed that like they're bookable for multiple clients. And we have, again, the ADR about it is still very confusing for some reason. Yeah, and what's happening is 
originally as it was set up before ADR came to play, it was just who booked the most was going to win. But what's happened through the power of top model math is that <laughs> both Sophie and Ebony got four bookings each, which is a impressive, yeah. but also like, okay, well now it's got, now it's who does the best in the show, but that is so insanely subjective that it can never truly be judged with that many different bookings. The way I can make this make sense is if they were in fact doing ADR in real time and they weren't sure they were going to be able to offer the prize to both winners. Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. Well, yes, because theoretically they <laughs> might be fired. So... <laughs> We head to the Fashion Week tents four hours before runway because there's a rehearsal, rehearsal, real casting happening with Pink Tartan because we have Erica Larva telling- Great name. Great name. Telling the models, you walk down the right of the runway and then you walk in the center and then you do this and put one foot in front of the other. And also you move your arms and don't move your hips. It's very like, they no, this is their job, right? They should know how to walk down a runway. This was solely- this rehearsal only happened because after the models left Pink Tartan, Kim said, I have to fire some of them. Yep. <laughs> I think she fires more than just the two we see because <sighs> there are other people there. I think she overbooked her models and then wanted to see them on the runway altogether. But then, spoiler alert, all the models that we see look exactly the same as the models we've cast from Top Model. I love this moment, though, of Sophie, Kyle, and Laura sitting in the bleachers. And well, Sophie's not there because she's no. not getting well, fired. She was a sitting next to them. She just got dismissed. Because, <laughs> no, Sophie fully has to watch this firing happen. If, can you imagine? You book a job and you get fired four hours before the job is about to start. And you are told, it's okay. You just need to practice more. But I don't think you're going to get it in the next four to five hours. That's wild. I just don't think you can learn to walk in a straight line in the next four to five hours. Do you know how long babies take to learn to walk? <laughs> Months, maybe years for some. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have one. Fashion is my baby. We just have this secret storyline of Kim's first real fashion show and watching someone unravel from the time we meet her to the time <laughs> she screams for nails. And it <laughs> is, it's better than watching Top Model, is watching her crumble where I she's mean, like, but Kyle can't walk for me now. She Kyle. has no confidence. Her hair is brunette. They all need to be as white as possible. I love her. She's crazy. She's white with nails. White with nails. Any other color than white really distracts from the clothes. Have you ever seen a hanger that is not white? <laughs> no! It's me, Kim! And then she tells them as they leave. So if you were Kyle and Laura, this would be devastating. Of this would be so embarrassing. Completely. Oh my so god, embarrassing. awful. And then she leaves them on the note. Because, you know, you could wreck the show. <laughs> 
I, if, if hell had opened up below them and swallowed Kyle and Laura whole, that would be the only way to make this worse. Look, don't take this badly. You just need to practice more. But you could ruin all my hopes and dreams. <laughs> Do you want to kill my baby? My fashion baby? You want its fashion blood on your stupid hands? I don't have confidence in your confidence for my fashion baby. Only blondes can watch my baby. Kim's baby. She really puts aside that whole Canadians are nicer trope. <laughs> Kim said, I immigrated from somewhere meaner. <laughs> so then we get a final count for how many things they booked. Sophie, four. Ebony, four. Asmarie, three. Alicia, two. Annalise, two. Laura, two minus one. Kyle, two minus one. Simone, Catherine, Ashley, goose egg yeah which i appreciate that there is like a clear delineation because it is like from four to three to two to one to zero yeah and then mr j maybe for the first time ever decides that he's gonna have a nice moment with a contestant <gasps> and really try to build them up except he picks of all the contestants <laughs> simone because he says oh simone looks so sad and dejected when really sleepy sleepy <laughs> bored <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and gives her a very sweet pep talk to which her response is mr j basically gave me encouragement and i mean i get what he was saying and everything has a person ever been less impressed by someone's efforts to make them feel good <laughs> what is wild is spoiler <laughs> alert she ends up does taking this advice because yes. <laughs> she acts like she's like ugh telling me to be happy that would have booked me things and then she's like i guess i'll try it oh it worked <laughs> but this dutiful listening to his generic pep talk Her is face. So, i i'm sure this is an unpopular opinion but in the episodes that i've seen of her now i am fascinated with simone as a person i kind of love that she's here and there's something even more funny about the fact that she's the plus size contestant and they've made that her whole deal they've made her fiercely really uh and, <laughs> and she is just not impressed by the show there's something fascinating about her simone to me i feel like simone would be kind of fun to hang out with because she'd be like oh this food's terrible <laughs> like to the waiter's face yes <laughs> i think she would always be a surprise in that she never reacts to something the way i expect a human to react yes because she's Takes not everything a the person wrong way. everything the wrong way both positive and negative yeah, she's a clone. Uh, we go, we see the runway shows. I think Ebony is pretty awful in all the clips we see of her. I don't get it. So does Sophie. Sophie's trying to picture <laughs> Sophie's trying to pitch herself for the one true winner by being like, hey, Ebony's bad, right? I did think Sophie looked really good in the pink tartan look. Yeah, the drawn-on brows were a choice for yeah, they were. <laughs> animation i don't know which um of the independent designers it was but one says to one of the models don't try to be cute just be fierce Mwah. <laughs> uh we also get asmarie fully lying about wearing jay's clothes 
even though they keep saying she's too cool for school, Asa Marie always sucks up real hard. I, again, fascinating person. Look, we're going to be painted a picture of Asmari. The the entire show, everyone on the show, judges, contestants, are so intimidated by Asmari just being beautiful and not talking that much that they ascribe so many motives to her that I just don't see. I don't see it at all. Well, I see why they're drawing some conclusion. It's funny to me that on a rewatch, Asmari to the point you're making, Alexander, is constantly sucking up. Mm-hmm. Like, Asbury is here to run game on the contestants and play the game of top model. And it's kind of fascinating how her journey ends because she still, in the next episode, still plays game. Yeah. At, at panel. And it's just, when she says stuff like about Jay's clothing, it's definitely something that I would wear on a regular basis. I'm like, you even know how to suck up. Yes. Uh-huh. And then we see the headscarves that he puts on these models. George, what were you thinking? Uh, JW, I have to agree with you. I think Kyle works when you cover her scared eyes with giant sunglasses. <laughs> Is it truly just the eyes with Kyle? Because oh, yes. you, you yes. Clearly... the monotone, the yeah. flatness okay. of the voice. I just find both of them more intriguing than the two of y'all do because I like that she's, I love again this. Just like Asmari and Simone, I love the juxtaposition of they're trying to make Kyle one thing, and she's just not that sure, thing. I guess it's the, fascinating. For me, it's that, like, despite all evidence, Kyle is so unnext door, but then they keep being like, oh, see, a next door kind of girl. And you're like, what? And so it feels like they're trying to gaslight me into <laughs> believing she's next door, je? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's le- It feels less, because I'm truly trying to parse this out, because to me, Kyle is such like a generically not likable nor likable contestant. And a lot of times I do think she's given the the worst of a situation and has to deal with it in most episodes. There's like at least one knock against Kyle. It sounds more like y'all hate how the show is trying to pitch Kyle to us. I also define Kyle annoying. Okay, that's fascinating to me because I just find her not anything. I do not enjoy the monotone at all. What is it for me with Kyle? There's just like this low level hostility from Kyle and Hmm. I think it's exacerbated for me because she's a decent model who could clearly be a working model that I'm like, why are you on this show? Just go model. You seem really unhappy to be here, but not so unhappy that you're actually trying to leave. Yes. I don't know what Kyle's getting out of this. Bangs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you know who continues to charm? Ashley. Still going to be charming. Not asking much. Just let me walk in your show, for God's sake. (laughs) They head to One King West Hotel, where they can finally sleep. Oh my golly gosh. Three floors, penthouse, because they only booked it for one night. And who had to put these bunk beds in this posh hotel room? (laughs) (laughs) Tyra Mail. Y'all, this photo of half-face covered Tyra. Vampire Diaries. (laughs) (laughs) And 
sticky and sweet is not something I ever want to see on a Tyra male. Neither does Sophie, because she immediately <laughs> goes, we're going to be covered in something. <laughs> we have an interesting, and I, I really want the two of you to help me parse out what this contestant meant by this. As Marie talks about how she came out when she was 14 and says that her mother didn't get that mother-daughter moment with her. And that's the way it's worded. Right. Didn't get that mother-daughter moment. I'm assuming, and she says their relationship's fine now, I'm assuming what she means is that her mother didn't get to do the classic, as, like, stereotypical mother-daughter, I don't Make know, over dressing, days, dressing. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what was the implication. In the, in the flip side of, like, gay son with, like typical dad jockey football toss kind mm. of feel i do think there's also an implication that her mother probably felt that since she's a lesbian she won't have kids um, which i think is a common yeah. reaction from homophobic parents i'm just gonna yeah, say it like and that. i think i will say i think it's exacerbated because i think she mentioned she has three brothers mm -hmm. so i think it was like the mother being like oh finally i have one for my me. girl like yeah yeah. Not saying it's right. I'm just saying I think it gets. No, but I was actually kind of confused by just the wording that it felt like it made it sound like her coming out was not a mother daughter moment. And I'm like, but it almost literally was because well, it was just between the two of you. Yeah. It, it's not the Michelle happy, happy mom, Mother's Day mom. <laughs> well, look at all these young fashion models coming. <laughs> Ooh. They arrive at the distillery district. It is very, very cold. And this is where we find out both that all of that ADR meant nothing because we have two winners and they're getting all the prizes. But JW, do you want to say what the opportunity to come back to Canada includes? Thank you, Hannah. I do. <laughs> do we find out now? Because they get the clothing pieces. And of course, it's easy to, to just go to Sears Canada and give them these clothing <laughs> pieces, apparently. And then they're each going to get the opportunity for a trip to the Calgary Stampede in 2012, the largest rodeo in North America. And coincidentally, more than anything else, it's 100th anniversary. And they react to it like I did, which is, oh, <laughs> like a very like, all right, well, that's definitely not what I expected. Because what would you think it'd be a trip back to walk in fashion week to Canada fashion week? <laughs> I think we've given on the show multiple times. And when I researched Calgary Stampede, it's actually kind of cool and interesting. It is. Like, I would be, again, this is a thing I'd be like, I'd go to that. And shockingly, Native communities in Canada, it's like a thing for them as well. And they're treated well by the Calgary Stampede, not by the government agencies sure. regulating it, but by the actual organization. Oh, cool. And, they, and the Calgary Stampede has tried to get people to stop selling Confederate merchandise and dog whistly symbols oh, so they're trying yeah they could say no but whatever i think that you can also really tell that mr j likes canada toronto like he canada just, especially. He just he just specifically like i don't know maybe i'm projecting too much onto what he's saying but the way he speaks just feels different than he's spoken in a while and there literally seems to be some like national pride in Canada, which is kind of cool to see for Mr. J yeah. because we just haven't seen him that happy recently. No, he definitely seems a little more in his element. Mm -hmm. At this point, we don't find out anything about the photo shoot except for the location of the building that they're in. We have another wants to be slash be noticed by compete with Asmarie 
contestant in Alicia, who says that Asmarie might as well be in a competition by herself because she's received two first photo callouts. And I'm like, Alicia, did you watch Anne's cycle? I wrote the same note, imagine if they had met Anne. <laughs> we also start getting Tyrons for Canada crew that we haven't been getting for America. But both of these people did not work for Canada's Next Top Model. Hmm. I mean, I guess it was Alf at this point, like you said, right? Yeah, but I mean, they weren't ever a part of it. Ever a part of it. Oh, and okay. photographer Miguel Jacob does not have a credit on IMDb for Canada's Next Top Model. Oh. So even though he says that they shot for Canada's Next Top Model, I think it was the... This cover? Like, yeah, it was only the like makeover shot cover things. It wasn't actually a photographer in the show. Uh, Mr. J for Canada's Next Top Model. Yeah. All the promo photos. If you look at the this cover shot that they show of Miguel Jacobs, though, top left, I swear, is Canadian Monique. <laughs> she looks so much like unique Monique. <laughs> and finally, we have it. They're going to be covered in organic maple syrup. To make it better, I think. Because there hasn't been enough opportunities for pink eye yet this cycle. Or yeast infections. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, spoiler alert, Angelo the syrup dripper really gets it in crevices. I don't understand. And we hear our syrup pourer directly ordered to pour syrup into contestants' eyeballs. Yeah. Like, get it in that eye. The amount that glugs into Laura's eye, especially. And Ashley. Ashley's Ashley. the one that makes me sad. You would think this would be where Kyle would shine. She'd be like, I've got room. <laughs> it sucks it all in. <laughs> This, this would, for sure, cause an infection somewhere. There's no way. Especially because Sophie goes first and then just has to sit around in her paper leaves and syrup watching yeah, because, other people do their shoes. Spoiler alert, they're also not styled anything. They just have leaves from Michael's that are glued to bikinis. <laughs> Autumnal And not leaves. even all the way around. Nope. And the set is like a park in the fall sort of they have like a bench it's very sears photo studio sure i appreciate that laura just decides to name the game and says here's the top four contestants <laughs> me obviously sophie asmary kyle and again it is fascinating to me that kyle keeps sneaking in <laughs> No, the opposite. Again, you got to remove sure. your opinion to JW's opinion, who thinks Kyle's doing fine. <laughs> it's fascinating to me that even with tying for most bookings, the contestants are so annoyed by Ebony that they will not allow her to be in their mind as a top contestant. That's what's fascinating yeah. to me. The show finds a wall and writes us all a message that says, Ashley's going home. Which I get it, and please stop rubbing it in. I'm trying to savor these moments. Kyle agrees with the show and says, fuck those kids. Look, they could have gotten anyone to do that talking head. From unpack, repack McGee. Like, that's the person you're picking to talk about how Ashley should be stronger? Yeah. <laughs> Just find someone else. I think Asbury was pretty smart to use her arm to block the syrup coming down. Very smart. Mm -hmm. But really, this is just a regular Tuesday night for Asbury. <laughs> and then Simone's Joker smile that has started to be plastered on her face. She's being happy, Alexander. 
Ah. <laughs> maybe she uh, went back and rewatched that Janice Dickinson teach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I wish that had been her final photo, just still covered in maple syrup. <laughs> so there was clearly someone on set with Laura's friend's name because she very specifically mentioned Laura's crying. She's already in makeup, unfortunately. So, uh, and people are consoling her, especially Annalise at the end, but it's just being brought up again, as we'll find out in the next episode of friend's name was Kevin. So it sounds like maybe there was a Kevin and it just like brought memories flooding back, but it's rough to watch. I appreciate that Laura is truly what the show claims it wants from its models where she takes a second aside to herself. Yes. Let's grieving sink in for a while and then erases that by the time she gets to set. I'm not saying that that is how you necessarily should process stuff. I'm saying that that is what the show is constantly telling models to do. And Laura clearly is trying to do. I'm just imp- so impressed by how in the show's parlance, Laura's professional when yes. all they want her to be is wild and zagalicious. Well, and it's especially impressive when you consider all these things we've been talking about where the show is trying to define contestants one way and their personalities seem to exist in almost exact opposition to that. Uh-huh. And Laura finds a way to contain both what the show wants her to be and the rest of her complex human self. Yeah. Ooh, that's Oh, I really like that, Hannah. It's true. I, I think all the American contestants that we have left are all trying to be defined one way and all aren't that thing. And because we even get another shout out of this, of Ebony being like, I'm not 30 never. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it, y'all. Jay then raps Toronto, Canada. It's gone. And did they have to get straight on that flight or did they pay for the hotel room another night so they could wash off in showers? No, I think there's a plane somewhere um, covered in organic maple syrup. <laughs> Just, uh, there's an airport bathroom that was witness to many whores bad. <laughs> At panel, this is not the worst. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. I find it for Tyra an average in the middle of the box and whiskers plot. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet again 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 interesting there are five brits and five Z- five yanks but tonight there will only be nine total <laughs> almost like every week the number diminishes by one classic <laughs> top model math also real quick here's a here's this is a british slang i didn't know I think it's Sophie that says that Ebony's still not wearing her hair in bunches. I think it's Alicia, actually. So one of the British contestants. And I was like, ooh, bunches. I've never heard that for pigtails. Sophie has turned her shirt into a bustier. Well, so bored with these shirts. They're... They had a sleepaway camp night. Uh-huh. I'm yep. surprised we don't see fringe with beads on the end. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Or braided the fringe and then the braid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always. My sister used to do the one where it's like a plastic thing in the '80s that you like did a little bunch into a little ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My sister loved those little plastic caboodles. <laughs> and no one taught Tyra how to say Toronto because she hits that second T so hard. And you went to Toronto, Jay. (laughs) Why is there so little fanfare for Beverly Johnson? And the only person who reacts to it is Simone. And it feels like Simone's the only one who recognizes her, which is a bad look on those contestants. And she looks stunning. Oh, gorgeous. 
she truly just must be friends with Tyra, like actual friends who is like, hey, will you do this? Because it's also an odd episode for her to be in. Because she's not Canadian, is she? No. I don't think so. But so this had nothing to do with anything. It was just like, it almost feels like, and this seems impossible. No, she was born in Buffalo, New York. So like on the Canadian border. <laughs> <laughs> the most Canadian and American can be. Really. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But it truly feels like almost someone dropped out and she was their replacement. But that's ridiculous to me because of her stature as a person. Yeah, she was around. It was. It's just so weird because she has to look at some drippy, drippy maple syrup photos. That's just so much syrup. Guys, I wrote it. Alicia's first. And I had to write the note. These are going to be disgusting. How are we going to once again talk about these photos? Oh, I mean... Not to just immediately come in like completely against that, but did I need the maple syrup in any of these? Absolutely not. But do I find these just kind of generic modeling pictures if you poop out that syrup? Absolutely. Maybe. I yeah, actually it's think it's like a return to a beauty shoot, which yeah, no sure. I'm always longing for. I think I think it was I wrote that, especially because when we see the amount of syrup on Alicia who is first, it's like she took a bath in maple syrup mm -hmm. and it looks so like pinup calendar for November are mm -hmm. all these like that they're auditioning for the same picture because there's nothing differentiating the modeling or the the photography if that makes sense the setup yeah I think though in some ways so many times you know when we, we did this when we talked about our bottom photos and our top photos there's so many other elements going into stuff styling and even simple things like cropping there's something i really appreciate about this shoot and just getting to compare the contestants because it is sure. pretty much cropped and photographed the exact same way with the notable exception of Catherine and annalise yeah yes especially Catherine. yeah so alicia's up first i'm gonna say right now this is the worst photo this is pretty bad it's my least favorite photo as well mm -hmm. and i love her I'm glad she's not going home this episode, but Alicia is doing a whole lot of nothing in this photo. Weirdly, I can't believe I'm saying this. I needed more syrup on her face for this to make sense. <laughs> There's a couple of folks who have syrup bodies, but not syrup faces, and it looks weirder. And she's just, yeah, the pose is weird. The face is dead. And it's just, it's very Sears- after hours the, the biggest problem with this photo shoot for me is that they're not selling anything no is this for the at one point kelly Catrone about ashley is like what magazine could i put this in and i'm like what magazine would you put any of these in what are they selling soggy leaves also this is where we notice they don't mention maple syrup for some reason they don't say maple syrup <laughs> As though there was a sponsor that then reneged on their contract and they didn't get enough. It's so weird that we don't talk about it. <laughs> Some Canadian mom and pop organic syrup company that's like, we thought it was going to be nice pancake photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are these women doing? <laughs> it's not lube. Not we recommend using our product. <laughs> this is not safe sex safe. I love that you're characters that you're creating Canada are midwestern they are they moved to canada for the staff <laughs> harvest <laughs> they knew where the market was for their great product sophie is next i don't like this photo there is something uncanny about the way her face looks in this photo it's like she murdered a tree and it's covered in its syrup blood 
and she's coming for you next. Yeah, what the other hand is holding an axe down. <laughs> she's like elms. You saw what I did to these maples. There's also am I? There's something strange about the way her nose looks in this. Like her face has been like flattened. Yeah, it's it. You know how sometimes in um animated shows this characters are always seen in profile so when you finally get a straight on like in the simpsons it's a weird drawing it feels like that happened to sophie just the lighting and the makeup somehow like made her nose just a block instead her lips look different too like every proportion of her face looks off from what she normally looks like definitely pierce through yeah because which is what nigel says they're murdering Mm -hmm. It's a new look for her. This would have been my other bottom two photo, though. Mm. It's also not dissimilar from the pose that Alicia did. Yeah. That one arm in the front is very strange. The dangling arm. <laughs> the dangling axe arm, yeah. The axe arm, yeah. Yeah. Catherine is next. Before we get to her photo, I want to talk about... So, Catherine, in this particular judging, starts tearing up, starts crying, mm-hmm. is upset. And at first, it seems like... To me, and I again, I want y'all's opinion. It seems like to me she's upset because she just didn't do well in the challenge of getting booked because she booked zero jobs. Yeah. However, she also specifically cries about the clothes hangers comment. And there was something about that that made me think that also she was either insulted by or just needed to somehow reconcile something within herself about that because that was when... And it may have just been coincidental that she started getting upset while she was trying to tell the story. Of I think that's what, ha- that's what happened. I took it as. Yeah, okay. I took it as like she was upset and then it all kind of came out of like, and that was probably a frustration that she had, but I don't think was impacting like her being so upset. It was just kind of everything, I think. Mm. And she might also be tired too. But it doesn't seem like she cries for that long. No. She's not sobbing. It seems like a, a quick moment. She, she gets herself together very quickly. And Kelly Catrone is disgusted by what this emotion. display of human emotion. See, that's interesting. I found, look, it's Kelly Catrone. Like, even at her best, she's pretty bad. But I found Kelly this entire episode. It felt like she was speaking in her, what I think her real voice is. And sure. she said something, the way her tone when she said to Catherine, or are you honest about your walk? It's something to consider. See, that I didn't mind as much. It's more that you can't just break down. You have to be strong. Well, you you asked her sure. how, you, how she felt about something, and this is an honest feeling. And I'm also pulling a little bit from what happens yeah. very shortly in private panel. But Yeah. And I totally get that, but it felt like Catron got like a note. Mm-hmm. Because this whole episode subdued, comparatively. Sure. I think this is the best photo so far, for sure, because we can't see her body, and it actually looks like syrup, as opposed to, like, mystery liquid. Yeah, there's honestly nothing I would change about that. I mean, yeah, I would prefer without maple syrup, but, like, beyond what it is, like, this is gorgeous. Her face looks pretty amazing. And this Midwestern couple that moved to Canada for sap harvest would accept this photo because it looks like it's selling the maple syrup for something. Like, you could form an ad around this this photo. You know what this could actually be beyond our Midwestern couple? You know what this could actually be used for, especially since the lip is this kind of fall brownish, kind of bronzy color? If you had a photo like this, close up like this, and it was for a makeup palette that was like autumnal. maple fall, autumnal inspired, I think this could, even with the syrup, be a real ad. Yeah. Here, 
Yeah, that's what like I mean. every girl has a brunch palette. Mm-hmm. But I think her eyes look great. Mm-hmm. I think even though her mouth is pretty thin-lipped, I think it, everything works. And like you're like, oh, is Catherine a beauty model? And she looks very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I love this shot. It's my top shot of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ashley is next, and we can't leave Ashley without making fun of her accent one more time. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever watch Flight of the Concords? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The episode with Sutton Foster, where she is trying to understand Brett McKenzie's name, and she just goes, he's like, oh, I'm I'm Brit. And she's like, Brit? Oh, Brett. The, <laughs> is the way they treat Ashley here. Oh, hip, hippie. Hippie. Ah, you're, you're saying it wrong. Oh, hippie. I did, when she first said it, think she said happy, too, though. <laughs> and I was like... Huh? <laughs> Kelly Catrone says there's too much sadness in her eyes, and I say no, that's just maple syrup. It does look like she's pledging allegiance to <laughs> maple syrup, though. I, but I don't think this photo is that bad. I don't either. It's not one of my, I mean, like, again, I've, I've bought them to two people already. I would have put this fourth. That's fine. <laughs> it's different than the rest of them. The rest of them went for fierce. Yes. She went for... A little bit more of a melancholy sweet moment it's not elf tribe who lost their clan which is it kelly is it a tribe or a clan of elves <laughs> i thought she said there was one individual elf meaning i can't believe i have to parse this out one individual elf in that in her that she had lost the tribe and she was like scared but then she said clan i'm not disagreeing <laughs> that she also said clan alexander <laughs> but yeah i don't think this photo is that bad I think her freckles work with it. I think her face is like pretty kind good. Kind of elf energy. What else are you going to do when you're covered in leaves? Yeah. It's not bad though. It's said like it's a bad thing that she Yeah, looks... I don't mind it. No. All right. Annalise is next. Why does Tyra say, finally, a dinosaur? <laughs> that was definitely something that was cut. <laughs> <laughs> what is can we please try to figure out what that was even supposed to be something with having to do with the neck and the hunch oh i took it as but like she does like a little neck 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 thing <laughs> oh that is the 180 degrees what i thought she meant <laughs> i thought that she was trying to be you know remember when she said lemons into orange aid mm. i was like oh tyra's been around 18 cycles she's trying to rework the five pieces of advice she has i was like oh she is tired of saying like a lioness or whatever so she's just trying to think oh. of another fierce animal <laughs> oh i thought she was talking about like this is old school modeling like a dinosaur oh wow Wow, we really got a lot out of what Tyra said <laughs> for this very average shot on a bench. <laughs> it's not the worst. I think the streaking on the leg is pretty gross, though, for some reason. And I don't like the one little drip, drip. down her forehead. <laughs> yeah. Also, the drip on, from her arm. I think her face looks pretty great. Yeah. They talk about her bone structure and how it's similar to Beverly Johnson, and Beverly Johnson agrees. Which yeah. would be a pretty emo- amazing moment for Annalise, I would think. The only problem with Annalise's reaction to stuff is because she's pretty joyful as a general thing. She also seems to act equally joyful when something really big happens for her, like Beverly yeah. Johnson complimenting her. So it's my like one little thing about Annalise that is makes for kind of a dull experience is every time you say anything to Annalise, she's professionally cheerful. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, it's kind of, it's fine. It's better, I think. It gets points for being different, but it's still kind of a, as you said, middle-of-the-road photo. It does kind of look like she's rising out from, like, a sea of maple syrup, which is kind of cool. I like it more than y'all do. I think this is really quite good, and Hmm. I like that she's showing growth. I mean, I think it's definitely getting better for Annalise. Yeah, for Annalise, I think it's it's one of her top photos for sure. Mm -hmm. Laura is next. I can't get over how much Kelly Catrone dislikes this photo. Right? And she even eventually says it in private panel that Kelly, like, Kelly can't get over that the rest of everyone likes this photo. And I think it's pretty darn good. And it's also kind of interesting because you see this big swath of maple. And it looks like maple syrup. Right. Kelly also makes the choice to congratulate herself for intuiting Laura's trauma. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Now you're the queen of emotions, Kelly. She's like, yeah, I knew it. I could tell. Good job, Kel. That's what I'm saying. It's she got some note that she was like, got it. Emotions. Understood. <laughs> we can't have them all quit. Got it. Kel on Earth is, is done for the day. <laughs> Laura, let me tell you what's wrong with you. (laughs) But once again, I think Laura handles herself so well. Because she answers Kelly Catrone's dumbass question about that, like, perfectly. Yes, she does. I love it. And if you haven't seen it, basically they're talking to her about the Pink Tartan show and getting, like, released from it. Tartan. Okay. As Tyra says. Tartan. Oh, okay. I thought I had said <laughs> no, it wrong. Tyra fuck- like, has never said tartan before. Tartan. Tartan. Uh, you, ca- you know you can't correct pronunciations when I talk because you know it's you usually it my right. mispronunciation. <laughs> Laura, she says, look, I think it was her baby. Uh, villain Kim is who I'm talking about. <laughs> I think it was her baby. And if I thought there was someone who was going to mess with my baby, I would have also told them to leave. And it's so real and... in. It, when we talked about this in past cycles, it puts some onus, but also some like empathy towards the designer slash stylist towards whoever, which the panel, especially Tyra, loves eats up. It also makes Laura seem empowered in that moment, mm. where she's like, "Yes, I'm giving space to the designer." Yeah. That's oh. a very smart way to do it. I wrote the note. Kelly appreciates Laura's story because it proves Kelly was right. <laughs> exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, the thing that Hannah said. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I Laura, like this Laura photo. Is just once again a really good model. I like that it's weird. Yeah, and again, it's it's if they're they haven't said it as much. Luckily, Ethereal. this episode, but like. No, I was going to say okay. Zagalicious. Oh. I was going to be dumber, Alexander, <laughs> really. <laughs> is that it's still a little like it's her thing, which is different posing. I, yeah, if you cropped this to her arms, I think you could, once again, like Catherine's photo, I think you could sell this photo. For I agree. a campaign. Kyle is next, doing nothing. Her eyes aren't quite as bugged out as normal. Yeah, this is not my favorite photo of Kyle. And I do, obviously... I'm not on the Kyle train and I resent every time I have to defend her, which I will, because often, yes, things do get put on sure. Kyle that she wasn't really doing. But she is a good model, by yeah. and large. This photo is not doing it for me. No. This was this was the weird thing for me where I saw this and I was like, uh-oh, Kyle's in trouble. And then the panel likes it. I'm like, likes guys, it. I can't, I can't follow this. The, being on the Kyle train, Hannah, is a bad experience because they're constantly so switching the tracks. I am in, I am in, you know, the trolley problem. That is what being on the Kyle train is like, where every time I'm like, but now, now's when I'm not on her side and everyone else is. Guys, we're, is we're running over. Is this regularly scheduled maintenance or did you just announce it? Bing bong. 
<laughs> that one straight arm and the one like straight bet it's like a barbie doll i don't know and it also looks like she got messy while eating something syrupy because of the way that she has like a hannibal lecter style mask on her face where don't think the hairstyle is doing her any favors no 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 because no, it no. does look very sort of 1960s i dream of genie space Bufa. it doesn't match the rest of the photo What's that food? And Hannah, I know you know this because they do it on MasterChef. All the kokumbush. Kokumbush, yes, yeah. That's what it, the top, her top bun She's looks like. A cream puff topper. I mean, oh, she also does. In syrup. Yep. She does have like strings of syrup too in her hair. Exactly. That's why it oh. looks like that to me. I I will say, even though I do not find this a successful photo by and large, it still is in line with what Kyle believes is good modeling because she always still goes for this like robotic weirdness and i still yeah. think it's per more purposeful it's yeah. just not my favorite this week yeah as marie is next as marie's first of all she does a cute little like the dance. camera walk kind of dance <laughs> up which is well, charming anytime as she does something cool it will be taken as a personal attack by the judges yeah very true but <laughs> this is so gorgeous <laughs> i also if you're gonna do the maple syrup thing I like that in this one, it's just dripping off of everywhere. Yeah. If you're gonna do it. I, I think she looks pretty amazing. I think she looks good. I just, I don't like the photo. I also don't, her eyes don't work for me because they're so far to the side. If you kind of zo zone out, it looks like you just have whites of the eyes or like someone photoshopped her eyeballs out of her head. No, no, I don't, I don't mind it. I guess I think because she's doing that sort of with her whole body, it yeah. creates direction for the photo i'm yeah. into it i didn't need kelly catrone's chica 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 yes i did not need tyra's extremely heteronormative bring all the boys to my maple booty and asbury also really didn't need it no yeah her face uh told a thousand stories asbury's like i'm a lesbian how many times do i have to tell you how lesbian. many other contestants do i have to hit on before you realize who i am call me les marie if it helps <laughs> I also want to put a pin in this comment for our two guest judges next episode because they came to remind us <laughs> that Asmarie <laughs> is attracted to women. Simone is next. And there is zero discussion of how she booked zero shows. Very different zero. experience than it was for Catherine and Ashley. Yep. I have a conspiracy theory. <gasps> do, 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 do. I think edited out obviously there was a discussion and they were like you didn't book this that and the other and someone was like yeah huh <laughs> <laughs> but she did it with a full smile on her face <laughs> yeah i yeah. didn't so we're gonna show my photos <laughs> gonna be one of the better ones Are <laughs> 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 she just like i just i get i'm becoming fascinated with Sabold, the who gives a shit contestant <laughs> i don't love this photo me neither I, I think her body looks pretty great her body is banging yes. in it looks photo. amazing but it really does look like they photoshopped a head from one photo and a body from a different photo and i don't know totally if it's looks just like because that. of this europe it is because ebony's that we're gonna look has the exact same effect they just mm -hmm. like didn't it you this sounds so gross but you have <laughs> to have some syrup on the face or it feels disconnected yes well they put i feel like when they're like oh we're not gonna put any in your face they put 
ev- all of it on their bodies. Especially her left arm. Jesus and Christ. Her face does look very beautiful, but what I'm getting from the expression is, oh, hey. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> We're so close. <laughs> Right. I can't wait for people to be like, what is Cologne Watch? <laughs> Ebony is last. This one, this face doesn't look like it is on this body. No. It is so... First of all, she barely has any period. Yeah, I don't know how Ebony got away with... This was she the like last her first person? shot or something. Or was she the last person and this is all the syrup that Angela didn't <laughs> hold over? Oh no, we didn't reserve syrup. <laughs> I put it all in Ashley and Laura's eyes. <laughs> There are I, too many hands in this photo. Oh, the fact a, that arms go in and out of the frame and then come back in is a it's, it's wild. It's classic top model too many hands. Yeah. I do really like the curve of her body. That looks like a position that would be difficult to hold. Because there's there is a sense, and this sounds crazy because you can't see her legs at all, of her being on tiptoes tip-toe. and really stretched, which yeah. I think is cool. I think for Ebony, this is a really strong photo. This is the first photo that Ebony is a photo model. I get. Mm -hmm. I think it's so funny that her whole thing was, I'm not going to do 30 never. And then because Tyra likes this photo, she does the mental gymnastics to make it. You know what? I do actually, even though this is sexy, I do see 30 never. No, you don't. It's just a good photo and Ebony's fighting tooth and nail. (laughs) Then we have Kelly Catrone say a statement that I can't support by research because she says there is a French painter called Matisse and in Paris, they have the word to describe exotic, beautiful young girls and it's Matisse. And you are Matisse, so really well done. The only thing close I can find about Matisse, but it, it's impossible to look up because it's spelled exactly the same, <laughs> is that Matisse, when he was older, went on a trip and seemed to fuck around with people while he was there. And then and find a, out? Yeah. And then became fascinated with drawing women of color or painting women of color in very like odalesque which is a uh, style of like women as sex slave and it's not a compliment i don't think kelly catrone and i wouldn't i would remove it from your vocabulary because uh yikes uh-huh. It's so funny because even in an episode for kelly catrone in my opinion is more complimentary She's of warm. everyone <laughs> She's generally warmer. Yeah, she's still going to Catrone it up. I want to be clear to any listeners here. I'm not here to defend Kelly Catrone. I just also like it's I have to survive Kelly Catrone for several sure. cycles. <laughs> so interesting to try to place what the feedback for this new judge was. Yeah. Yeah. Because I honestly think that they were like, and again, it's so funny considering the rest of the cycle. I think they were truly worried that more people were going to quit because of her. I think so. Yeah. I think they really were, especially with the alumni from Britain's Next Top Model there. I think they just were like, we're going to have Pissy Lou times three. I should have said Pissy <laughs> Lou times two. No, that was the better joke. <laughs> anyway, it's, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that like, even when she's being warm and nice, the words themselves are bad. Yeah. <laughs> What a fascinating, terrible person. (laughs) Private panel. We have to kick out a sticky icky. 
excuse me? Cool. And then we hear a groan from Nigel that I couldn't tell if it was horny or disgusted I, by that. Based on that, I actually think it's a rare Nigel disgusted <laughs> by Ooh, I like the headcanon of Nigel hates maple syrup, so this Ooh. whole thing was terrible for him. If only they'd been covered in wine. <laughs> <laughs> or olive oil. <laughs> he is also disgusted by Catherine's display of human emotion because he said that she was a wretched mess in front of them. It was so normal. Such a normal <laughs> amount of being upset and you know, again, we're going to always wade through the waters of what Top Model currently finds appropriate and not appropriate. But in the past, they've said, let out that emotion in front of us. It's okay. This is a safe space to do that, especially yeah. when you failed one of our tests. Also about Catherine, Nigel says that this would be great for an eye campaign. And I said, if this is used for an eye campaign, something has gone very wrong. That's the one piece of makeup you really can't see. Also, Tyra just yelling, plus, plus. Nigel and Kelly both hate Annalise for having the kind of personality, naturally, that the show has been trying to force on contestants for years. Mm -hmm. Oh, when we said cover girl personality, we didn't want it. Also, Ke Kelly thinks that Catherine is too smart to be a model, right? That's the indication. Yes, maybe. And then she says, as though this is a normal phrase, the publicist chooses the photo to send to companies? For magazines? What do you what do you do every yeah. day? I get <laughs> I get less sure of what a PR maven does from episode <laughs> to episode. I'm telling you. I, I know what PR is, but is Maven actually a real title and none of us know what a Maven does? <laughs> That's oh. so Maven. Mm -hmm. under the maven's purview also how does kelly catrone dream at night because she says okay we have to we have to take we have to all settle for this because this is clearly something she's been talking about yes nonstop. she says sometimes i wake up and have dreams of her and elise talking so she wakes up in dreams mm. also even if she said it correctly which is sometimes i have dreams of annalise talking and then i wake up what <laughs> <laughs> good bad, bad. <laughs> because she seems to like annalise she's all on board for annalise as the best presenter that's ever presented so like she clearly and thus hates annalise for being good at it i cannot figure out the emotional journey that kelly is on by herself yeah then she says about Kyle, Barbara Eden Avatar. I understand Barbara Eden. Mm, I do, I do, I get the reference. I have no idea what the fuck Avatar has anything to deal with it. Because they also put it, like, it's the movie is being referred to here. Not a, like, an Avatar. Like a profile pic. Or, like a, you're standing in. You're like an Avatar for a god or something. Or for a b entity. Huh. It's why i don't understand what she's she's just saying words now i find it interesting so trolley problem kyle now <laughs> positive kyle for a second i find it interesting that all the women judges love kyle and nigel doesn't and i think that's because of the long-standing thing we have seen that if it's not someone nigel is sexually attracted to he does not get her and because uh, kyle is a full tier a full tilt weirdo in all of her pictures yeah. he's like i don't get it. and the rest of them are like model and he's like mm. 
model <laughs> well someone that now he's super horny for his horny face when talking about as marie stays on for six or seven frames too long for my liking yeah all the frames really i didn't need now it's as marie is too cocky which once again i'm like is it just because she's cool and doesn't talk a lot well now nigel's having like fantasies about her dominating him it's like this oh. and then speaking of kelly Catrone bringing up problematic painters Right. She doubles down on the Matisse reference by pulling in Paul Gauguin, who is infamous for going to Tahiti to paint and in the parlance of the time having a colonial marriage mm -hmm. with a 14-year-old. Yeah. Oof. And then I wrote my worst joke ever, which was Ebony is Tahiti never. <laughs> not someone we should be bringing up in the context of a youthful as you're pushing so hard, yeah. black model. It's so gross. Matisse, exotique, Gauguin girl. Yeah. Fuck mm. out. <laughs> it's someone who, it is someone who is aware enough and has done zero investigation of anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, it feels like the kind of person who skimmed a sentence about that person and did not do any sort of deep dive before making a reference like that, which is ooh, dangerous in general for anyone talking about someone in Rod. Also, these are unprovoked references. Yes, she's trying to sound, I think she is gone and like, I need to have, I need to be more knowledgeable. I think she's- I need to have some kind of fashion cred. Yes. Mm -hmm. I need a little Andre Leon Talley. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen paintings. Yeah. We learned that the yin to rock and roll's yang is tenderness another great I top model range emotional <laughs> cool so call out order ebony is first did y'all catch asmarie's full double take when ebony is called first yeah yeah um, <laughs> also wow the british contestants cannot get a first call out no. and also we get like descriptions when everyone comes up for some reason this time does tyra realize that the runway's too long and she has to cover also this this call out is the most vocal from everyone it's ever been tyra's lost some control Full yes. call and response. well that's that's the problem with asbury <laughs> yep because now yeah, exactly pressing Asmari more than you care about oppressing Tyra, she loses control of the room. Oh my gosh, Ebony walks over to Asmari to get her photo, and she's like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> no, Ebony would never. Ebony, Ebony would. It was, it was a it was the worst example, but like, <laughs> so Ebony, great photo, tied for most bookings. Asmari is second. Great job. Will the second be a British or an American? The Brit the be a British? The Brits, no. Especially Alicia and Annalise are just like full head shakes. Now this guessing game that's occurring. Sophia's next. Well, in this time, she was like, is this one a Brit? And they all go, no. And they're like, mm, tricks you. <laughs> Why are Kelly and Nigel doing jazz hands when Sophie walks up to get her photo? Oh, to me, it looked like because there when Sophie gets second runner up, there's a full cheer from the British contestants. And I saw Kelly and Nigel do a little bit more of the wavy hands, like clapping with no noise kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that we are cheering for third. It's also fascinating because Tyra says basically that Sophie gets called third because she booked 50% of her gigs. 
And then our next call out is Simone. Simone. And they're like, it was an amazing photo. Have a great day. And Simone's like, I will. <laughs> I, no, she even, you, you both missed it. Simone walked up and said, I didn't book anything. <laughs> she gets that picture, balls it up. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Toby! <laughs> it just, it just. It lands does. in Kelly's coffee. <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> I love this version of Simone we've created already. Yes. Lori is next. Far too low. Yeah, but it, I think Kelly just stopped this from happening. I just think Simone is way too high and it throws off the entire order. Yes. Mm. You book zero shows, you should be bottom three. Yes. For sure. Well, earlier we skipped over, but Ashley has a sentence where she's like, I'm sure I'm going to be in the bottom two because the challenges have to mean something. I was like, oh, oh, oh Ashley. Poor stupid Ashley. You haven't watched enough of this on your telly. <laughs> Kyle is next. And while Kyle is walking up, she says to the British models, this is ridiculous. I'm like, let Kyle finish getting her photo. (laughs) Because again, trolley problem, Kyle positive. It's like she's saying, even Kyle beat you. (laughs) British models. Kyle, Kyle pushes her away. (laughs) Shut up. Then Alicia. How does Alicia get called before Annalise? I do not know. Again, would have bottom tutor. I really don't like that photo. And then Annalise. I'd be so bad if I were Annalise. And she booked shows too. Who cares if you're the shortest person alive? She is wearing the tallest platform sandals and they're so ugly. (laughs) These green wedges. Which leaves Catherine v. Ashley. I can't. Look, I get that neither of them booked. Although, again, Simone got a pass, so I don't understand why Catherine couldn't get one. Because this photo is so good. And I get that in this show, they're like, oh, she broke down or whatever. But, like, it's wild. Just photo-wise, these being in the bottom two is so silly to me. The fact that Simone booked zero and still got fourth. Yeah. And Catherine is in the bottom two and Ashley's in the bottom two because of the same reason. It's silly. It's dumb. Yeah. We get some wild breath play music (laughs) over this elimination. Also, this is where I noticed Catherine's ugly skirt. And I. (laughs) The elimination is quick. Quick. Mm -hmm. I said, quickest reveal of the decision ever. She might as well have been like, I have two models in front, Catherine. Catherine. I think you could have booked one if you felt as good as you looked in this picture. And then Tyra says to Ashley, stop modeling. You're not a model. And her face. Tyra goes, if you haven't seen it, Tyra goes specifically, I think you should be a presenter. Really? (laughs) To Tyra Banks's face. And she's like, no, really? And she even looks over to the other models like, are you hearing this woman? And there's, but there's also a couple of them are like, yeah, Ashley, try it. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't you want to be on telly, Ashley? No, 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 basically tells Ashley that she's ugly. Yes! She's like, you've got a great personality and kids. Wow, what a mom. The fuck? <laughs> Ashley is gorgeous and has taken good photos. 
Didn't you get like a second call out? Like, come on. <laughs> this is wild. Didn't Nigel love shooting her? So Charismia leaves the building. <laughs> <laughs> Just got unt left. Yeah. <laughs> Are we ready My to? Bagpipes. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. <laughs> so get ready for a name that was impossible to look up. You thought you had problems, Matisse Janice. and Matisse. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Brown. Oh, no. no. <laughs> All the links that I could find to what was reported as her social media are either currently private and or wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I did find some info, though, but this was a tough one. So um, after the show, she did model for Rebel Nails. Nails, nails, nails. I need nails. <laughs> Slab ads. Ooh, Kings, Kingsfield Golf Center, delicious dresses, and hush hair. Oh, that's the, the you can dry your hair without a sound. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad they made that. Only the sound of beautiful hair. It's re- she's since retired from modeling, and she did give birth to twins in December 2018. So now she is maybe a mother of four, sounds like. Mm. And here's the... Look, the ANTM Fandom Wiki is a wonderful, great resource <laughs> for collecting information in high-res pictures that I, anyone who's a fan, check it out. It's where I usually start my research from there. It's also the Wild Wild West. It is. So <laughs> they usually have a trivia section sure. and it's some top model map. Sometimes I prove wrong, but that's neither here nor there. Again, it's a starting <laughs> place. Here is the one trivia fun fact about Ashley. Ashley is the first and so far only Scottish girl to compete to compete on America's next top model. <laughs> well done. <laughs> wow. I can confirm. Uh, I have it in my ear. Yes. So far, only one. <laughs> I love that they added so far. They're like cycle 25 bring home the Scottish. <laughs> oh, Miss Ashley. Oh, so much. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't she she did not deserve to go home. No. Nor did Catherine. But (laughs) it feels like the show, I bet, you know, I'd be interested to watch her cycle because I, she did have a great both outside of panel and inside of panel personality. And I bet on her original cycle, she stood out as maybe one of the few people to have that. I Mm. do think she probably had a tougher time in a cycle with Britain's Next Top Model alums, all of whom kind of have that, and right. a couple of American contestants that also do. Maybe she just didn't stand out in the way that she did in her original cycle. Again, not having seen it. Yeah, I just, I liked her personality. We had a lot of fun talking about her, which is, like, not always the case with, like, a fun person on the show. It's usually like, oh, they're whatever. But, like, I actually always enjoyed talking about Ashley. Goes right to the top of the list of if you had to have brunch with three contestants. Who would you pick? Oh, yeah. She gets tr- so drunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, would love. And then just start cursing based on <laughs> the evidence that we have. If you'd love to have brunch and curse and drink, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We love hearing from you and your hot takes and your iced tea. Maybe spiked. <gasps> you can also send us an email at podleadum at gmail.com or visit the website with the P.O. box at podleadum.com. That's where you can also find a link to our Discord. And y'all, we're already up to 100 at this time of recording. 100 
members and it's really adorable and twitter is dead <laughs> no we if you still are on twitter and post about yeah. us use the hashtag podlead and we appreciate it so much but the discord i want to give a shout out we we i guess hired's the right word yeah, but we, we selected a few mods who and i just want to you know shout them out thank you for helping us because again we wanted this to we'll be in and out but we'll mostly be out of it and we want this to be a place for y'all to discuss and if you're looking for a place to start, you're like, again, Discord's new for me, whatever. Once you sign up, there's a couple of different categories. There's a couple of different message boards you can use. And I think the latest episode ones, always a really fun one to chat about, especially Wednesday, Thursday, Friday after our episode comes out, because you see other people's opinions on their favorite moments from the episode or their favorite photos and things like that. You can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. Come say hi on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm on TikTok at JW Crump. Okay. And be sure to use the hashtag PodLeadum so that we see it. That's how we see it. And it's recommended to other people. And we'll create a whole universe of PodLeadum content. Oh. So for PodLeadum, I have been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm JW Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podletum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.